Are you wanting more Totally Mackinac Island podcast? Well, here's how you can get it. Be sure to follow Totally Mackinac Island podcast on Instagram. Not only do I share everything that I talk about on the podcast, but then throughout the rest of the week, I share other invaluable information that is actually going on on the island at that very moment. How that is done, up in my Instagram stories. I also like to share a bunch of pictures and videos that I have taken throughout my visit on the island. Another great way for more information about the podcast is always go to the blog. There I have all the links available for everything I have discussed. That is www.totallymackinaw.com. If you go on there, you will find everything I have ever discussed on the podcast, how you need to link up to it, and what other information you can have. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned so much. I love sharing all that I can with you. It has actually even helped me learn more about the island. And I always appreciate those reaching out to give me more information to share with everyone else. Now back to the show. Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Hey everyone, Heather here. So excited to be back this week because I have a very fun episode before for you. And this week, I am doing another interview. I'm going to try and start doing those a couple times a month if I'm able to do that. It's kind of fortunate right now with it being off-season that I can talk to some of the businesses so they aren't so busy and we can get a chance to get some extra information out there if you are unfamiliar with them. With that being said, I am going to be talking with Kate from Watercolor Cafe. And I have to thank Trish from Mackinac Wellness, which I spoke with her the other week, for introducing me to Kate and allowing me to introduce all of you if you've not ever been to Watercolor Cafe, this charming little place that you feel like you're sitting on top of the water because you basically are. So if you've not had a chance, be sure and start following them on social media and allow yourself to sit back and listen and learn all about this wonderful place. But I love your little cafe. Um, I, I was there in July and I took my friend and her kids down there and her husband and the girls loved it because they could color and do everything. And that's where I had your, your peanut butter toast that I tried to recreate, but I swear to God, it was your bread. But I'm like, this is amazing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I'm glad you've been there. Yeah, me too. Because... I, that's the one thing I really want to try and do is talk to places that I have been to, but I realize there's going to be some that I'm not. Obviously, your name, introduce yourself, and what is your Mackinac Island origin story? All right. My name is Kate Dupre. Um, so my Mackinac Island origin story is that I grew up here um, as a seasonal island resident. So okay. I was born in March 1991. Um, my parents decided at that point that they wanted to try to start a business on the island. Um, so they moved, they rented a place, um, up on the Island and they started doing wedding photography. I guess a little bit of background about that. Um, my dad had worked on the Island through college and then a few seasons after. Okay. So, um, he was familiar with it, had some friends, you know, knew the Island. Um, at that point it worked for them. And so 
you know, everything closes down in the off season. And so uh, they started up kind of a snowbird lifestyle and it worked out. So I'm super fortunate. I feel guilty sometimes telling people, but I grew up spending six months out of the year on Mackin Island. And then in the off season, we would go to Florida. <laughs> oh, wow. So you were an actual snowbird even before Yeah, you were at this quote unquote snowbird age that they say it's at. Wow. So actually, um, what's pretty unique about this is that my, I have a sister. She and I would start school on the island. Mm -hmm. um, and then the season wraps up about the end of October. And we would switch schools down to a spot in Florida. Um, and, you know, both schools were small enough that the faculty was able to work with us. There was a couple other families on the island that did that too. Um, but, you know... It was, it was awesome. I loved it. It, it ended up working out academically. I guess I was a little bit, you know, stunned to leave all my friends all the time, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. That is such a neat experience for you. I love that your parents did that. Are they yeah. still, do they still do that? Do yeah. they still? Oh, they wow. Do. Um, their business is Island Photo. Uh-huh. So, you know, back in the, the 90s, early 2000s, like they were one of two or three island-based photographers so that was their full-time business um they also help publish or they do publish the what's uh the Mackinac inside Mackinac magazine which oh, is yeah yeah with um the tourism bureau it's backed by them and that's kind of their off-season job they also publish the wedding guide magazine okay. so I'm just trying to help bring people to the island yes and I understood that this last year due to covid uh, that the weddings had were the season was way more because somebody had, you know, had to reschedule and yeah, it was absolutely. a lot more for them. So did you, I mean, did they experience that too? Did that it was, you know, they, they have really started to dwindle down on their, their wedding gigs. Um, they do a lot of portraiture now, but they're getting older and it's a lot of work being on your feet eight hours. There's some other great photographers too you know, on the island and people are starting to bring their own. Although I do recommend having a local photographer. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think there's something to be said about that for sure. You know, because yeah. the, not to say that other photographers aren't great, but a local photographer, especially on Mackinac, they're going to be able to even recommend and capture places that you would not even know about. And that, that is kind of key with that. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that got married up there. That's how I was first introduced to the island. And so I, I'm curious now if, if maybe your parents might have been her photographer at the time. I, to, I know. I'll have to ask her. That's really interesting. Yeah. So so then you did that. And then how how did you go into owning the watercolor cafe? How did this yeah. all start for you? Um, well, I guess after I graduated high school, I continued to work on the island throughout college. Um, save money. I was making a lot of money uh, waitressing at the Pink Pony. Oh, nice. Really fun. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and then after college, I was like, you know what? We've got to make the move. We've got to try to establish yourself somewhere else. Um, and I lived in Grand Rapids for over a year and a half. And mm -hmm. that was like the first time I had, first of all, lived in a place year round, um, but also not been on the island. But I just missed it so much. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting a job. This was in 2017. I moved back to the island. I was working for one of the hotels um, with a new position that I kind of pitched and we created as the social media, like marketing, creative, in-house person, um, because that's my background, 
Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I'm, I have a degree in fine art. Um, and obviously, like mentioning the photography stuff, that was always kind of gigs on the side, working for my parents, doing weddings, and then doing some on my own. Um, so I moved back to the island at that point. Um, and then, so I did one season with that. We decided that it wasn't really a full-time position. So I was working part-time for them and then freelancing um, with other places around the island. This is in 2018, so I was doing social media. Um, everywhere was starting to realize that, oh, we should like have an active Facebook and Instagram at this point. Right. Um, I was doing some photography on the side and just trying to hustle, like mm -hmm. doing creative gigs. I started uh, teaching some painting classes to island residents. Did about four or five that summer and like really had thought that, wow, I could maybe try to, um, you know, advertise this to tourists. Right. Um, simultaneously, the space that Watercolor Cafe is in right now was vacant. Um, okay. If I don't know if you know much about that space. I don't. I would love to hear about it. Yes, yeah. please. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, the space is vacant. I'll get it. I'll talk about it uh, in a second. But I ended up thinking, you know what? I wonder if I can could teach art classes in there. Um, kind of inquired about it. The, the lease was available and uh, opened the next year in May. Wow. Um, Obviously, we hustle as a, a cafe too. So, you know, honestly, the bulk of the operation is a restaurant. Yeah. I'm not sure if I anticipated that going into it. Again, okay. my background in art. But I had so much in, um, experience in the food industry, just like working as a server and in coffee shops and stuff that that was super helpful, jumping right into owning and operating a restaurant. Right, <laughs> right. It is what it is. Um, so... The space uh, was actually a coffee shop for a long, long time. Um, it was called The Beanery. Okay. The okay. Beanery. It opened, and I, I, my history might not be 100% correct, but um, it opened in the early 90s. It was the first coffee shop on the island, um, and it changed hands about five times um, over a period of, for about 20 years. Um, and then the most recent owners had tried to sell the business it never sold so they ended up just kind of moving everything out um and that's why the space was vacant for a couple okay. of okay so i wanted to continue you know that coffee shop kind of culture and honestly a lot of our business our first year was people who remembered having a coffee shop there okay yeah that makes sense because I, to be perfectly honest until how i found you guys was through social media I didn't know that it was back there. I didn't because it's, you know, tucked back in behind it's Windmere, correct? It's behind the Windmere. Um, behind the Bayview. Oh, Bayview. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bayview. See, that's why we need to. Yeah. But I love that that was the first coffee place on the island. You know, yeah. that's so unique totally to think cool. about it. But I guess that makes sense because back when I was in high school, which was in the 90s, I mean, that's when coffee houses became popular. So makes complete sense. We've become so accustomed to them. You know, you hear that now and you're like, what? So I love that. That is really cool that you went I in had, there. Um, I had someone reach out to me and sent me a photo of the building um, from like the mid eighties and said that their dad had a part in building it or something. Anyway, initially it was built as a gift shop, but it's so cute because on the sign you can say, uh, it, you can read that it sells coffee too. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And then I know after that, at one point, it was actually part of a restaurant that was um, kind of operated from the Bayview, like the back suites of the Bayview, if you're familiar with it. Then there was a bar down there. Uh, so it's been a few different, you know, businesses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then when you, what like kind of prompted you to be like incorporating, like you did the art classes in there with it. Were you, what made you decide to add the cafe to it? Was it because it was previously that or? It was because it was previously that. And I think I knew it wasn't going to be sustainable on its own as a, as an art studio. Okay. And, you know, my first year I was kind of feeling out, you know, maybe it could be, but I wanted to see what business would come. Gotcha. No, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. And especially with knowing how you being familiar with how the island works and how, you know, people coming in to visit and the busy time and stuff, because for you guys, so you open in May and go through October. So do you, what, what type, what date is your official open date? And then when do you, do you have official closing date that you tend to usually do? Um, having done my third year, I think I like opening like Mother's Day weekend mm-hmm. um, in May, closing at, on the last kind of official hurrah, that last Halloween slash Great Turtle Race weekend. Yeah, we haven't said for for people who haven't been there, it's a small 600 square foot building that's literally built on a concrete slab above the water. Um, Half of the building is entirely windows, so it feels like you're sitting right on the water. Um, And that, honestly, the space was always so special um, to me growing up, to a lot of island residents, that I don't think that I would have thought to do this kind of a business endeavor in anywhere else. Like the... The idea was really congruent with the space. When you started with the cafe, did you start with the same menu you have now? Have you expanded it more? We've expanded the menu a little bit, but honestly, um, uh, most of it is the same. Okay. I think one huge upgrade um, was adding espresso. I'm not sure if you're a coffee drinker, but my first year, pardon? I am, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. My first year, I was pretty intimidated by buying a big expensive espresso machine. And so we had drip coffee and and some, you know, hot chocolate and stuff like that. But there was so much demand. I was like, we have to do this. And yeah, so now we have espresso and we make one of the best drinks (laughs) on the island. It's called the lilac latte Uh, and uh, some other, obviously, espresso drinks too. But yeah, I'll try the lilac latte. Well, tell the listeners what is in the lilac latte. Um, it's espresso based with, uh-huh. um, a taro vanilla mix. Oh. So it's slightly sweetened. Taro is, um, a purple potato, like a root vegetable. It's wow. kind of like a, the flavor is kind of trendy, I guess, which is why I wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing kind of tastes like a, like a butter cream kind of coffee drink. Well, <laughs> I'm sold. That's, yeah. that's, all, that's all you had to say is buttercream. <laughs> and it's purple. So that's why we call it the lilac. Latte. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. The lilac. I've said this to people. The lilac festival is my favorite time to go to the island. I love it so much. I love lilacs. They smell amazing, but it is so many lilacs up there. You guys are, you have so many. It is. And I love that you guys incorporate so much lilacs in with you know, like the names of your drinks and different things with that. So what is your biggest breakfast item? Um, hands down our breakfast sandwich. 
Okay. <laughs> we make it on a sourdough bread, um, like a housemate egg patty, cheddar cheese, bacon, um, and then a chipotle aioli, which isn't spicy, but it's more of a flavor profile. Um, it's not massive, but it's definitely filling. Uh, we serve breakfast all day, so people grab them for lunchtime too. And then what about lunch? What, about, what is the biggest item um, for lunch? Our signature sandwich is called the Monet. So uh -huh. it's made on a whole grain bread um, with a big stack of turkey, brie cheese, spinach, um, a whole grain mustard, and then a fig preserve. And it's served warm. So it's got just kind of a variety of awesome flavors. That is really unique to put the fig in there too. That sounds really good. So did you come up with all of these on your own? Um, yeah, I had some help from some chef friends, uh, just as far as organizing a menu, finding equipment. Again, that's not my background. So it was a big jump, but it was my main focus for about five months. It all happened super fast. Yeah, that's, I, I, I imagine, I mean, the food industry can be very tricky and it's a lot of hard work. I don't know if people know that. It's a lot of hard work to do that. Um, okay, so now I have to ask about the giant Pop-Tart because oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Pop-Tarts. And actually, I don't know if you're a Jerry Seinfeld fan, but sure. he loves Pop-Tarts too. In fact, in one of his skit or, well, stand ups, he talks about it. And I just heard on a podcast that he's, I think, doing something like a whole thing about the Pop-Tart. So, um, when I saw your Pop-Tart, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So is this a homemade Pop-Tart that you do? And do you have a variety of flavors? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I've seen homemade Pop-Tarts at other cafes before, um, rarely, but I have not seen one as big as ours. No. We have, uh, yeah, we do different flavors on rotation. I would say strawberry is the main seller. It's so good. We put like a little pink frosting and sprinkles on it. <clears throat> Blueberry. Uh, we do like a lemon. Um, for fall, we were doing a pumpkin one. We tried a brown sugar cinnamon, which was so good. Yeah, we're always open to flavor suggestions, and they're just fun to, to mess around with. Um, but, yeah, I, I really wanted something that was like a kind of a, a just a draw, like a little catch. I was thinking like popsicles or chocolate covered bananas or something. Um, but the pop tart was an idea. I <laughs> tried a, a couple recipes at home. They were amazing. And I love them because they're so, they're so pretty. And, yes. Uh, I want like stuff that goes out of the rest, out of the kitchen to like be aesthetically pleasing too. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I have to tell the listeners when I was there in July, I had, um, what do you call the dish that I had? It was the peanut butter toast with the bananas. What yeah, is that one we called? We call that the PB Deluxe. PB Deluxe. And can you tell them what is all on that and what it is made with, please? Um, it's two slices of that same delicious multi-grain bread that's with the Monet sandwich. Mm -hmm. uh, we toast it, just load it up with peanut butter, sliced banana, and honey. Something so that I would eat at home, I feel like. Yes. But to get it at a restaurant, especially when you're on vacation, you want something like clean, filling, just cozy. It's good. That bread is truly what, I mean, because like I said, I came home and I, I tried to recreate it and it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't because it was the bread. It really does. And it's still good. I don't want to say that mine at home wasn't good, but your bread just 
So good. I loved it. And it was, it was very filling because if you think about it, you've got your protein, you've got your banana, you got that, but it held over a long time. So I was, I was full for a portion of the day and it was a huge portion size too. That's the other thing. It was so yummy. So I loved that. I loved that dish. So, okay. So I noticed that there is um, an online order option and is that new? And obviously do they have a certain area that you like them to pick up and do they prepay for that or pay for it when they get there? Yeah, it is prepaid. Um, you basically go on our website. There's a little tab where it pulls up your menu. And if you it's similar to other online ordering that you've done at restaurants where you just add stuff to your cart, you can modify it or put in a comment. Um, that's something that we implemented after my first year. So our second year after COVID had hit because you know, others establishments were doing that too. Um, and it's been really successful. We actually this year had to turn it off in July because we were just already like a line out the door every day. So adding more pressure on our kitchen um, was not ideal. Um, so hopefully we'll figure out a way to figure out a way to work that out where we can still continue the online ordering because people are used to it. Um, but yeah, you just kind of go in grab it from the register. We'll have it ready for you in 15 to 20 minutes. That's perfect. That's so nice because I will say this, it's where your place is located. If you're getting ready to bike around the Island, that would be ideal that you could stop and pick it up and then have it. And then to have it to eat, if you were going to stop, you know, midway through some of the picnic tables mm -hmm. along M185. So that is a great option to have that available. I really like that. I do understand what you're saying. And I, you know, I, I'm hope that, you know, I'm sure people were sympathetic with you because I feel that this year for anybody in the food industry, it has been extremely difficult. And so, you know, patience is just a huge key for that. And so I understand why you had to do that. <laughs> um, okay. So coffee, not only do you make it there, but then you also sell it. You sell your own coffee there and you, you, you have K cups too, don't you? Of yeah. your coffee? Yes. That's what I thought. So which coffee blends do you sell for for the listeners to know what you sell? Um, we sell what's on drip every day, which is our sunrise breakfast blend. I love it. It's kind of a medium bright um, roast. Uh, our most popular is our Michigan cherry roast. Oh, um, and then which just it's it's got a bold kind of robust cherry flavor. It's not sweet. OK. Um, and then we have the Island Breeze, which is a vanilla caramel Kahlua flavoring. And okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's where we don't roast our beans. Um, we work with a local roaster out of Alpena, Michigan, which is a couple hours on the east side of Michigan. Uh -huh. um, and they're just amazing. They're called uh, Hubbard Lake. Okay. Country coffee. Um, and they were you know, a roaster that was recommended to me when I was trying to find someone to do coffee. And I love them so much. <laughs> and I love that you have K-Cups too. Because yeah, the K-Cups are great. That's great. I mean, there's the refillable ones, but those sometimes are really nice, especially if you're staying there. You can get those and you can make it in your room, which is... I never thought of that. Yeah. A lot of the hotels now have Keurigs, uh, not a lot, a few of them do that. They're putting those in there. So that's great to, you could buy that and have that there in your room for that purpose alone, which is awesome. Okay. So now we are on into the art space, the whole purpose of what you have going on. And on the website, it's described as an art space agenda. 
Um, can you describe it to us? Like what exactly it is that you do with that? Um, so when you're dining, um, you know, we kind of want to foster a creative atmosphere. So we have like in the corner, some art supplies where you can just doodle. Um, and I find, you know, one out of every two groups that sit down, go and grab a sheet of paper or coloring book. And it's, it's just so cool. We have a little area where they can pin stuff up or obviously you can take it home with you. Um, but the art space, uh, for the most part takes place after the cafe closes. So in peak season, we close at 4 p.m. And then we will have art classes um, in the space, obviously. So the cafe's closed. We don't have the hustle and bustle. We don't have any noise going on. It's just you and the view, relaxing atmosphere. Um, we have a couple arts uh, classes a couple nights a week, um, two to three nights a week. So they'll, again, they're in the evenings. I teach the majority of the classes, um, but we have other um, art ins instructors come in just to offer a variety of stuff. Uh, local, some really great local artists. Right. And I, you know, I try to get every class really beginner friendly. So if you're just looking for a new experience on the island or want to tap into maybe some of your creative, you know, little, yeah, notions, you can go and sit down and couple hours. Yeah. And that's, then uh, bring something home. That's just kind of a unique souvenir. I agree. I, I love that. And um, fun, but this is also unique because of where it's taking place that the mm -hmm. view looking out over the water is so special and to sit there and do that. And so I was curious if the cafe was open, but I, it's not, do they, do you allow them, like, let's say it's a group of girlfriends and they're coming and they reach out to you. Do you mind if they, can they bring like, let's say a bottle of wine or you No, they can bring in wine that, or snacks. I encourage okay. it, whatever keeps you comfortable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I know that some of them do, you know, like a fun night of that. Um, and how long do the classes usually last? Um, about two hours. Some of them go a little longer. Okay. Yeah. And then what, so what all do you have? I've seen everything from jewelry making to painting. I mean, what is yeah. it just depend on what you're, do you kind of space it out, try to just mix it up a little bit? Yeah, we do mix it up. A um, couple jewelry making classes. Um, we were doing some polymer clay this year, which is just a fun, colorful, you know, type of jewelry that's kind of trending. Um, we were doing some resin jewelry, which is basically you can preserve tiny bits of whatever into like a clear resin and a pendant, I guess. That's oh, like that. yeah. I saw that yeah. on your website. Okay, yeah. Um, so those were some, some classes that other instructors taught. We have some cool like wall hanging, um, mm -hmm. just kind of grab your yarn and we'll teach you how to do something like that. Um, the classes that I teach are like a beginner watercolor. So usually we'll just kind of get the feel of the medium, um, do about an hour of just kind of practice. I'll show you some tips and techniques. And then the next part of the class, we'll work our way up to um, a specific painting. So for example, if there's like a, a lilacs watercolor class, um, it's not so much like a step-by-step -step when we get into the lilacs, but I'll just, we'll talk about the different techniques and how to create kind of your own thing. Um, and that's just been, we've had some great feedback with those. I think people really like those. Again, they're a little bit different than the step-by-step -step wine and canvas type classes, but I do teach those too. Right, right. Yeah. 
Those have been really popular, I think, because people are familiar with them. They, they're not intimidated. So mm -hmm. they come in, they know it's going to be step by step. Um, our popular paintings there have obviously been like the Mackinac themed ones. So we yes. have like the bridge at sunset. Um, I did one this year of like the, the cupola on the top of the grand with some geraniums in front. Um, we do a, a bike with uh, flowers in the basket, which is really popular. Those are so unique. Yeah, that would be so fun to be able to go and do something like that and be like, I did this myself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is that. do you love watercolors? Is that what you personally love to do the um, most yourself? I artist? love watercolors, but honestly, I did not really practice watercolors until I opened the shop. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I call it Watercolor Cafe. I should probably learn how to do this. <laughs> My background was, I mean whatever but I was as far as painting goes I was I'm was always more fluent in acrylics okay do you um do you private art classes like if you have you know, if people reach out to you and even if it's not on the calendar and you'll and they'll say you know we have a group of us is that something that you're open to doing for someone absolutely yeah I love doing private classes because it's all about your group so maybe they are a little bit more skilled and they want to kind of gauge their class uh to learn you know, more about techniques, or maybe they're just, you know, a couple ladies having fun and they want to, you know, bring their drinks and just goof around and put on their playlist. I love teaching the private classes. Um, and I had a bunch of inquiries this year. It was really hard to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. And do you have like a minimum that you like to say like, okay, if I'm yeah, gonna do this. usually like a minimum of four, um, right. but again, they'll take place after we close the cafe. So it's a little bit limited in, in time frame. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to say too, I also do a lot of kids classes and some private classes with kids too. Oh, that's fun. What do you like to do with the kids? What do they like? To um, do? You know, it's, it's so fun to like go online and find different ideas, but I would say, honestly, kids love watercolor. Mm -hmm. um, but we did, we've done some cool like beading workshops or making dream catchers. Um, just like finger painting, stuff like that. <laughs> I like that, that you incorporated that. Okay. So it said most of your classes are posted three to six weeks ahead of schedule. Let's say, um, someone has to unexpectedly, unexpectedly cancel is, do they get a refund? Is there, what are the rules with that? Do you have a cancellation list? Um, if I can fill the seat, yes, we'll do a refund. Okay. And then, um, do you just like, let's say that the class posts, that it's full. Do people ask to be put on a cancellation list? Have they done that before? Yes. Okay. Yep. And okay. honestly, that has, you know, sometimes worked out in people's favor. So yep, we'll exactly, exactly. I, I should say most classes I can, I can fit up to 20, but I was kind of scaling it back. And also because of COVID, you know, limiting uh, individuals to their own table. So we were fitting about 12 to 15 per class this year. Okay. My and first year though, we were piling people in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And I mean, that's, it's so funny now thinking back on that with COVID and everything and having to change that. Back in 2020, when that happened, when did you guys open? Did you guys open at your usual time or? We opened like May 31st. Okay. All right. And were you really limited? I mean, were you... Um, 
because of the size of your place. Yeah, I I had to move out some tables. So really, we only had like four tables in there. Um, But I mean, it was a scary time. Like the island, we had no idea what to expect. Um, A lot of the island business owners came together as a community and like, we would talk openly about how we were going to just acclimate and what we were going to change. And so, I mean, that was always encouraging. Um, But the island ended up being incredibly busy. I think people flocked there because they see it, they saw it as, you know, fresh air, somewhere healthy, or maybe their trip was canceled, you know, that they were going to go over to Europe or to Disney or something, and they didn't want to travel this far. So they decided to change plans and come to Mackinac. Was it um, kind of, you know, at first a little bit like that and then it backed off a little bit or did you just kind of come in and I can't, cause there weren't any restrictions when it first opened for you guys, was it? We were thing? wearing masks initially, Okay, um, but the uh, occupancy restrictions didn't really affect me because I'm a small building anyway. Okay, good, good. That's, that's what I wondered. Okay. You also have open mic nights at times, you see. And do you do that on a certain night? Um, at, and does that go all season or do you wait until um, like middle of like June or July? When does that go on? Um, it's something we tried out last year and I was kind of working with a local musician um, based on her schedule and then our schedule as far as, you know, alternating days with the art classes. So it was kind of sporadic. Um, they ended up being just so much fun. And uh, we we had a lot of our crowd being island employees. Uh-huh. Um, in general, it's just been really rewarding having watercolor be a, kind of a safe space, safe space and a getaway for island employees. Good. Whereas they're away from home, they're living in dorms, dorm style housing, they're working their tails off and they want to come and just like relax and get you know, something healthy to eat, get a Mm -hmm. cup of coffee. Um, So yeah, they, it was kind of, you know, the events were kind of revolved around, well, let's do something for these guys. Um, Obviously we opened it up to tourists too, but they didn't maybe know as much about it. Um, But yeah, there's some really uh, talented people who are working on the island. (laughs) That's so cool that you do that. I I agree with you because, um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't also know is how hard the people on the island work during the season. Cause some of them, it's not just one job. They're working like sometimes two mm-hmm. to three jobs. Because and, they want to, because, yeah. but uh, yeah. It's, and it's, but they love it. They, they love, love it. it, you know? <laughs> so your employees, have you had the same employees each season or do you get different ones? And how do you go about getting your employees? So it's wild. Like, it's such a small space. I have like 15 employees throughout the season. Maybe some won't stay the full season. Um, And a lot of them are part-time. I have had, you know, some return employees, which has been great. I don't really have um, housing, which is something I'm working towards. But um, I, you know, it's a little bit longer story about what I have available, but most of my employees are either locals. So I had some really amazing local uh, kids from high school, um, commuters, or part-time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then what are your hours of operation when you are fully open? Um, Eight to four. Eight to four. And that is seven days a week? Yeah. Seven days a week. Okay. Seven days a week. Okay. All right. That's what I 
wondered with that. And then how, how was, uh, did you, did you experience any shortness of supplies this last year or were you yes. pretty lucky? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone did, but I was, I wasn't sure if you got hit as hard or was it just, was it a consistent thing or would it just change from week to week? It wasn't consistent products. It was, but it was consistent in, you know, the supply chain issue. Um, yeah. With uh, the restaurant art supplies, different story. <laughs> oh yeah. Were you okay on art supplies? Uh, yeah. Um, I would say in 2020 though, it was like shocking because I went to go order normal canvases for instance, and the price had like tripled because or they were out of stock because everyone was home ordering their own art supplies. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What I assume. People really got into painting. <laughs> <laughs> they became Bob Ross. They wanted to do it themselves. <laughs> so you said that you are the, you do most of the workshops, but then you do have some other artists that might come in and do them. Are they Island residents? Are they off Island? How does that work for you? To um, do if that? they're off Island, um, yeah, I, we try to keep it mostly local, but I do bring some off-island artists. It's just kind of, I pay them, obviously, but right. I pay for their hotel as well. So we have to find an agreement on what they're, you know, Makes sense. working it into their vacation, <laughs> which a lot, which really entices a lot of people. And I'm always really open to, you know, talking, discussing um, an art class for people if uh, you're listening and want to teach. Yes, that's so true, because I think that there would be some people that would love to incorporate that in with their vacation be like, I can teach up there and then go enjoy the island, which is another bonus with that. Mm -hmm. And then do you plan on any adding anything new this next year with, you know, all of it or just keep a couple it like hardware updates, but, um, you know, some some renovated, you know, furniture, maybe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, everything as far as the menu goes, we might tweak it a little bit, but that's going to stay strong. Um, I'd love to have some new art classes, but I'm not thinking about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Come January, I'll get more in like, uh, you know, focus mode and have my, my schedule. How was your season? Because I saw that Mackinac had the best like year that they've, do you feel that that this was your best year? Um, absolutely. This was year three and it was it was incredible. Yeah. We awesome. were very busy. Yes. I was there the first week in July and that Tuesday, July 6th. I That I was like one of oh my the God. craziest was, days. Yes. And it was so funny because my friend came in. Okay. They were coming in on the ferry that afternoon and I was staying at the Murray this time. I try to stay someplace new every time. So I got up, I do an early morning walk. I came back. And I was kind of like, huh, it's getting kind of busy, but I, I got ready and I decided to ride my bike and I came back into town and I had packed my cooler. So I thought, I'll, I'll try to get lunch. I knew that it might be busy. I ran into the pink pony and I'm like, what the hell? Like, wow, it is really busy. So I couldn't get in, which I wasn't mad, but I went back up to my room to eat and I literally was looking out the window like, it is really busy. And I, when my friends finally said they were coming, I actually went to the one spot behind the library to sit because it was so overwhelming. And I, um, I was trying to stay close to downtown so I can meet them. And she came into town and I said, I know you're not going to let the girls run around, but Jennifer, it's freaking nuts down here. And she goes, I'm sure it's fine, Heather. It's July. I'm like, 
no, I've never seen it like this. And she walked up and she was like, oh my God. And I said, I know. I said, I don't, I don't know what to say to this. And it was insane. And somebody was saying, they're like, well, you know, it's July. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. This is and like- it's so funny because I feel like if you asked, you know, a handful of people who were working that day, uh-huh. they, will, they will remember that Tuesday after the fourth. I, 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 I'm so glad I, I wasn't alone. That, yeah. I think people thought that the fourth this year was what on a Saturday or Sunday. So it's like, they thought that that would be the busy day. Let's just wait a few days and we'll come to the island on Tuesday. Yes, no. <laughs> it was, it was, it's funny looking back because I can't believe I didn't take a video. I at one point sat down on this bench and there was an older woman sitting next to me. And I finally looked at her and I said, I am sorry. I have to ask you, have you come here before? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, have you ever seen it this busy? And she goes, no. I'm like, I, I'm not ready to have a panic attack. I'm like, this is insane. We, we had it down to Mission Point to like get dinner. Cause we're like, I, there's no way, there's no way that we're going to be able to do anything. And we couldn't get, it's not like we were mad about that, but we were just like, what the heck? Yeah. But Holy cow. It was, I'm so glad I'm not alone on that. Cause I thought what in the world? And then the next day it was, you know, rainy. And so it wasn't even like that, okay. but my God, it was, it was just funny. I'm glad that I was not the only one that noticed that, but um, well, good. I'm so glad that you had such a good season for your, it's such an adorable cafe that for them to follow information, obviously follow you on Instagram and your um, website. And then you have a Facebook page, correct? Yep. Yep. So those are all the ways to do that. Any way that they want to get a hold of you is obvious through the, obviously through the website, correct? Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Booking all the art classes is through the website. Yeah, I okay. can start booking um, now. Either you can email me or contact through the website. But I, yeah, I would say it's a great, you know, ha- doing an art class there, a private class. It's just a great way to spend a couple hours, you know, with your group. And if there are only two of you, we can make it work too. Very true. And then with the art, like if somebody is booking it, it just, it's a pretty easy guide to go through and do that, right? They just click on it. I think I was looking at it at one point and I felt like it was pretty easy, right? It's just takes you directly in to pay for it. Okay. All right. Good. Yes. But I'm excited to see, but January, I know like probably the wheels get turning. And if you do, please feel free to reach out to me and even send me like schedules. And I'll put that on the blog and anything that I have. And I can even just make a little comment. So people know to remember to get on there and do that because I, I would uh, love for them to be able to experience this you know, unique activity that you're offering with it. I think that's great. You know, so I, yes, I love it. And I'm going to definitely have to have uh, the lilac drink because it sounds amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, and also can people buy your coffee online? Can they do that or? Well, not right now. That's something that I would like to implement more. Um, I'm still learning. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, I just, I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss that in case you're offering that yes but off season right now no okay all right that is fine i just wanted to double check on that and make sure that we put that out thank you no thank you i have loved talking to you i love your cafe it's so cute and i can't wait to share this with the listeners there you have it guys kate from watercolor cafe do yourselves a favor go to her instagram along with facebook like those pages From there, you'll be able to go into the website and I'm sure updates, as she had mentioned, in January will start coming out with that. I know a lot of the businesses 
and especially residents that are on the island after the season's over they take a couple of months well-deserved months to just sit back and relax and then come january they start getting things in motion get things going uh to prepare for the next season and i think that that is definitely one that she's going to start doing from that point i will share constantly when i see personal updates on her page as well too in my instagram stories for totally mackinac island and i did do a, raw, a small write-up on my blog um www.totallymackinac.com i couldn't put the island on there so be sure to go check it out i will share pictures on the instagram page so you can see this adorable little cafe and i hope that you get a chance to go there and try those pop tarts or that toast i i'm kind of torn you know what i'm just gonna get both i'm gonna get pop tart in the morning and probably the toast for lunch because why not when you're on vacation there all right thanks again everybody ah i can't talk thanks again everyone we're almost into christmas and new Year's, so busy season for me personally because i do hair and it's kind of crazy but I'm very grateful this year to have it that way uh, because last year was a little bit different so looking forward to talking to you again next time about winter time in Mackinac until then have a great one <laughs>